Hello and welcome to the Key Moment podcast. I'm your host, Leisha Holmes, and this is a podcast by a recruiter with guests from across the business world. So whether you're a fellow recruiter, an entrepreneur seeking inspiration, or a business enthusiast just listening in, you have come to the right place. Each episode, I'll be interviewing people who are experts in their fields on a variety of hot topics. So thank you for listening to The Key Moment. Welcome to The Key Moment. And our next guest is Chris Hart, who works for Client Server and also runs the recruitment blog, The Recruiter Index. Welcome, Chris. Thanks very much for having me, Lisha. You're very welcome. Well, first of all, would you like to tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, obviously me and you have met briefly before at the Inspire event back in September, but um, I've been recruiting about 11 years now, uh, quite a few different places. Um, been in my current company client so about four years now. Okay. Uh, I head up four different teams, an infrastructure team, testing team, security team, data team, etc. And then about seven months ago, I decided to set up the, the Recruit Index blog, which is kind of grown from nothing to quite a decent following now and lots of people write for it which means I don't have to do any writing anymore so everyone else writing for me now which is good so yeah that's absolutely fantastic well one topic that I know that you talked about at that event that you referred to that um, was absolutely fantastic was all about KPIs and how they can be used in an advantageous way in recruitment so generally speaking what does KPIs actually mean in a recruitment context well yeah this is one of the topics I spoke about so like the literal meaning, as far as I can tell, I think it's kind of been forgotten. So obviously KPI stands for Key Performance Indicator, mm-hmm. which should mean is an indicator of someone's performance, funny enough. Um, but what I have found over the years and hearing stories from people when I was kind of researching the topic for the talk is that it seems a lot of companies are using them as more like hard and fast targets rather than a guide to see how people are performing and what they're performing against. That makes sense. Yeah, correct. They've almost been sort of become a, a negative connotation yeah. with somebody's not doing well, so we have to KPI them. Yeah, so I, I'm all for them. I, I use them here. Um, I'd like to think I use them in, in the right way. But what, yeah, what I find is that it's almost like it's an added extra daily pressure on top of like a billings target, you know, which is the most important thing. Yeah. But it seems that a lot of people are, or a lot of places are putting them in the way of that. So people are worrying more about making calls than actually getting the quality candidates out. That makes Correct. Sense. They've almost become a distraction. So yeah. sort of broadly speaking in recruitment, is there a particular management style that you would encourage or recommend over another in order to ensure KPIs are actually met? Yeah, I think I think what a lot of it is is that, you know, KPIs and sales have also been around a long time and I think it a lot of it stems back to that old like, 80s original old school style of kind of micromanagement kind of boiler room style recruitment and nothing's really changed with that so a lot of companies even nowadays think that's still the way that it should be done right whereas the way that i look at them is that i've, I've been in the places where people are making fake calls just to get their numbers up yeah and they've had a good day if they've done their dials regardless of how many cvs they've got out yeah. you know so when I look at them for my teams, I, I really, the first thing I look at is interviews. Okay. Because if they've hit their kind of KPI interview for the week, then at least then I know there's kind of pipeline and activity happening. Mm-hmm. I very rarely look at call times, for example. I don't even think, look at things like call times if, say, for example, their CVs are low for the week and interviews are low just to see maybe where they're lacking. 
but there's no kind of hard and fast rule. There's no punishment involved. You know, if things aren't quite here. It's more a case of right. Let's what can we do next week to kind of make up the deficit. So you're sense. using the KPI to actually understand what the key sort of activity is, rather than yeah. as you say, it's sort of boiling it down to quantity over quality. Yeah. So I've got I've got a mixture of different people. I manage sort of 13 people here. For example, I've got a couple of people that. They're the kind of consultants that have to get 15 CVs out a week just to make one deal a month. And right. I've got some consultants that only need to get out four or five CVs a week to get two deals a month, you know. So everyone kind of needs to be managed and looked after differently. And that's where I'll use the KPIs differently rather than just a kind of blanket style. So actually those two examples there, that, that we're talking about ratios there. And actually yeah. you then use that to, to work backwards from, as you said very early on, the revenue target's the most important one that we hit. Yeah, I think people... Sometimes they put position where they kind of forget about that, you know. Like I said, I've, I've been at places where, like example, I remember one time that you know we had to go and report back to our boss at the end of the day. Um, and if you had it done like three hours down the phone, even if you've got two, three CVs out, you'd had a bad day because all they cared about was making sure that the dials was up. And it's kind of got to the point where, well, why do I need to worry about getting CVs out if my boss is only happy if I'm getting dials done? Yeah, I've had examples of that where people have, you know, regularly hit their revenue target but haven't hit their call times, but they've actually been performance managed on that. And it's yeah. not having this formulaic, you know, no. autocratic culture. So you've obviously been in recruitment a long time. You said, I think you mentioned 11 years. Obviously, I've been yeah. doing that a long time too. So who should have KPIs? I, is it down to tenure? No, I think, I think everyone should have them. I think they should all, I don't think you can give one rule to one and not to another. Mm -hmm. But I think how you can manage them or implement them is when you can kind of decide, you know, what you're going to do with them. Like, you know, most, a lot of my team are junior, but I've got a few seniors, and I, I will definitely use my management style of KPIs then differently mm -hmm. than I would do with the juniors. You know, I might be a bit, not harsh, I think that's the wrong word, I might be a bit more kind of, a bit old school with the KPIs of the juniors, just getting embedded and, to get them to realise how much work you might need to put in. It's learning behaviours when you're more yeah. junior, isn't it? Uh, and like my top bidders, for example, if they if they don't, you know, get out their required CVs, you know, for a week, I'm not gonna, you know, put them to pieces. But as long as that doesn't continue for another week and another week, then that's when I might just start using the KPIs again. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think I think you need to put in a different style with different people. You can't just blanket manage. It doesn't work. I don't think it works that way. How do you feel when you see adverts on LinkedIn that obviously from usually rec to rex or people actually recruiting for their own business and it'll say, you know, come and work for us, we have no KPIs. What What's your initial thoughts when you see that? Uh, I don't think it's true for a start. Mm. I, think, I think everyone, everywhere does. Like, like we, we do, but we're very relaxed about them. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think you need something. Like if you have nothing, and especially if you're hiring juniors, it kind of means there's a bit of a free-for-all and there's no there's no bottom line to aim at. You know, I think everyone needs yeah. some kind of aim on a weekly or daily basis because you're not going to do your target in a day, you're not going to do your target in a month, especially when you first start out, it's going to take a bit of time to get desperate. Of so I think there needs to be, you know, a line to aim for. So when there's no KPIs, they might say, they might mean that there's no call times and things like that, but they've definitely got to have a CV KPI, an interview KPI, I've got to have something. I agree with got you. Something I'm quite cynical too. Yeah. So in your very informed opinion, what is yeah. the most important KPI that a recruiter should have? For me, the, the, I think it might depend where you are. For me here, what I find works is focusing on the interviews. Mm -hmm. um, the, what, our, 
our typical KPIs are eight CVs a week, four interviews a week, right? Okay. And I know some places are completely different. I work at a place where you have to get 15 CVs out of week. So it all depends on where you are. But I feel as long as you've got like the unique interviews, so not like one person booked at four places, but if you've got enough unique interviews on a weekly basis, mm -hmm. at least that shows you've got the pipeline building up. And I'm not saying it gives you a get out of jail free card if you have a bad week on the CVs, but it at least gives you an indication that the people in your team are doing the right things, enough right things to at least get a candidate to interview. Right, I agree. and then if they're not, if they're not, they're making the deals. Then, then there's something after that process. So the interviews are kind of you know, the halfway point. And if they're not making the deals, and that means they're saying following the interview that's not working, or their prep's not working, or they're, they're, they're not very not, good at closing. They're not qualified. The client brief potential. They've not closed like yeah. so. It's. Exactly. I, I think that you know, there's a bit of a cliche, but it's true. The magic happens in the interview. So yeah. sh I think you're absolutely right in saying that that's the most important one. And yeah. one final question for you, Chris. What is yeah. your top mantra for success? <laughs> top mantra <laughs> for success. Um, I would say I would give this. I'm going to give you a very similar answer. I apologise to what I gave Hisham. That's okay. <laughs> um, so what I what I believe is that first of all, I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is that they hear what they want to hear when speaking to candidates, especially when it comes to things like closing. You, you need to go in, you can't, I'm not saying to be negative or be to be pessimistic. You can't, you know, be certain that you're going to make a deal just because you've got 10 interviews booked in. Mm. You, you kind of need to be realistic about your pipeline. And you, when you're debriefing a candidate on their following the interview or you're closing them, you need to make sure that you, you know, hear what they're actually saying rather than hearing what you want to hear. You need to be asking candidates what their concerns are, which I think is the most important question you need to ask for in the interview. Doesn't matter how many good points they've got, yeah. if they've got one concern that's you know important enough to them, they're never going to take your offer. And a lot of people are scared to ask that kind of question. So I would say, yeah, don't be afraid to ask your candidates what their concerns are yeah. and be realistic about the pipeline you've got. That's really, really good tip. I obviously don't be afraid to ask for the no. Yeah, you've got to. You know, I'm not I'm not saying trying to push them away, but no. like I said, if there's one, they can have a list of like 10 things that are positive, but if they've got one thing that's kind of itching them a little bit, yeah. they're not going to take not it. If you don't know it. what that is, then yeah. you can't manage it. You can't do something about it. When your client could easily solve it, Agreed. if you don't ask them, you're not going to know. That's a really fantastic tip, and I hope that all the recruiters listening take that on board, whether you've been doing it for six months or 16 years. It's been an absolute pleasure, and thank you so much for joining me today on The Key Moment, Chris. I really appreciate it. No worries. Good luck with it. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for dropping into The Key Moment podcast. You can listen through iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and SoundCloud or whatever your preferred podcast platform is. Just search for The Key Moment and be sure to subscribe to get a brand new episode every week. We'll see you soon.